Welcome to the True Masculine Project. My name is Eric. I'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity. On this show, we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be. If you are new to the show, welcome, and you may want to head on over to the intro episode. Uh, describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here. And for the rest of us, on to the show. Yo, and welcome to the show. On today's episode, we're going to do something a little different. I was originally going to go back through Fire in the Belly by Sam Keen. It's another one of the old looks into the initiatory processes that boys used to go through in the transition period from being considered boys in their ancient societies up till men and how we have lost those sort of things. However, given that I've covered similar books, that being King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, and then one of my favorites... Iron John, instead of summarizing another book, which I do believe is worth reading if any of this is interesting to you, uh, because it does come at it from a little bit of a different angle than those two books, I wanted to perhaps call this the How Do We Get Here Part 2 and What Do We Do From Here, in my opinion, going forward to hopefully adjust some of the issues into today's society that are important to me, uh, specifically the suicide rate among men, the level of disconnection that men feel, the divorce rate, which I believe is attributable to men not playing the role effectively, not being able to communicate that role, and then leaving women to have to do it and the sort of destruction that comes from that. Not that women aren't capable, we just fill different roles. And if she is filling the role that you were supposed to fill, and I don't mean this with money, I mean this sort of in a presence standpoint, then what good are you, right? So like, what should we do? What would our world look like if we were sort of doing things? So I'm going to take some information from a few different books and sort of put them together so that instead of having this conclusion come at the end of a three episode series, which has happened in the past, it will sit on its own location. So one, you don't have to go through three episodes to get to it. And two, this will make it easy to refer to in the future. So the books we're going to use for this are No More Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert A. Glover. We've got The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. Fire in the Belly by Sam Keen. King, Warrior, Magician, Lover by Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette, and Iron John by Robert Bly. And with that, let's get started. So episode two is the original version of the How We Got Here episode. So I'm going to skim over some of the points for that. I'm not going to pull up the papers. If you want the details on that sort of thing, you can listen to the episode. So. It is my belief that masculinity needs an update, a sort of combining of the old ways of bringing a boy from the woman's world, where we all start, over to the world of men and what that looks like, what proper masculinity looks like, not some of this nonsense that you see in the news or just daily behavior of 
let's call it misguided aggression, people just disregarding the protective and nurturing nature of masculinity for a, a softer, basically womanized version of men or the sort of bumbling Peter Griffin, uh, Homer Simpson type male character what was my dude from Married with Children? You know, like he just sort of given up on life. He comes, Al Bundy, he just sort of comes home, you know, puts his hands in his pants and watches TV, but doesn't give anything, doesn't participate in his community or barely in his family. Is not truly there, but it's just sort of a body that has checked out. And it is this lack of connection that causes men to want to check out in the first place, whether it's not having a peer group of other men, uh, whether it's just an exercise or group chat thing or otherwise, you don't need a ton of people for this type of behavior, but someone that you can go and be open and honest to that is not your woman. And that's fine that, you know, I talked to Sarah about all sorts of shit, but I also have a dudes group that we discuss things in and you get a different response of what you should do. The relationship is entirely different. You don't have the emotional hangups that come with talking to a partner about all of the things that are going on in your life. Women instinctually know they need to keep their friends and they keep their friends. Dudes end up cutting off their buddies and then fucking coming back later when they break up with the girl with a t- tail between her legs when they hang out again. This shit's fucking annoying. Stop doing that. You have that as option A of disconnectedness and there's also type B of disconnectedness where you just aren't in tune with any of the, let's call them masculine archetypes that we have discussed in King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. These types of ways of being that old men used to sort of behave in were introduced to by the older men of their societies that we have not been introduced to. And this is also touched on a lot in Iron John. And I'm not blaming anybody for this, but as adults, it is our job to see that the divorce rate being so high the general dissatisfaction on both sides of dudes complaining about women and women complaining about men that clearly something we are doing is not working and the proper solution is to not chain women back to the kitchen again like they were previously uh feminism did a lot for women you know the right to vote own properties open your own bank accounts get jobs etc not be attached to what could be a weak man for your survival and not because you couldn't work in a society, but because a society would not let you work two different things, right? But as men to embody a version of masculinity that puts the old stronger ways together with the understanding that we don't own other people and that they should be free to make their own decisions in life and the ability to communicate what you want out of a relationship and what you need so that one you're not hanging out with somebody who doesn't get it and not all women are going to agree right we can barely get anybody to agree on anything these days so if you can't find a woman who believes that there is a place for a man that she doesn't have to do everything that if you have proven that you can be consistent and you will actually be there to listen that you can lead and she doesn't need to do everything Right. Like if you are consistently showing up and playing that masculine leadership role in a relationship without being domineering, because there is 
a difference in attitude and way you communicate these things. A good woman will recognize that, and then she will support you in the things that you want to do, even if she's out doing her own stuff, right? Support doesn't mean abandon herself. And if you're doing these things and she doesn't want to recognize that and she's always stepping on into what you believe to be your territory after you explain it to her, then you just leave. But you have to remember that you need to be filling that space. You need to be there uh, actually performing that role. You don't need to do it all the time, but I would say it would be 80% of the time. Because if you start slacking and then because she feels unsafe, which is really the root of all of this nonsense, when the feminine feels unsafe, it starts to act in a masculine manner because somebody has to do it. And you thinking that you're being nice by giving her all this control and basically dictation of where the relationship goes is not what she wants. And you know that's not what she wants because all of her relationships have looked that way and then she's still single or they get in divorce or there's all this where have the good man gone talk, right? Like I said, if you are showing up and doing what you should be doing, and if there's not a general level of respect for her from her, then you just need to leave and you will find a woman who fits what you are looking for and what I'm going to call the proper relationship dynamics. Assuming that you are a masculine man, if you're a feminine man and you find a masculine woman, that's going to work out fine. The problem is that we have relationships now where everybody wants to play the exact same role and where there is no polarity, there's no differences, right? You just sort of turn into this sameness, which is also my belief in why bedrooms just die because you're both sort of doing the same thing. You can be partners and play different roles without one person being treated as better or more important. Different does not mean that one is worse than another. That means in certain situations, one type of being, a type of person, a person who acts a certain way in the world is going to have advantages than someone else in a different type of situation. That's all it means. It doesn't mean that the masculine is better than the feminine or vice versa. Okay, so how did men lose this masculinity in the first place? Well, it's my belief that most of us were never given it because our parents and their parents' parents didn't have it. They grew up in a time where you didn't have to be as consistent, as communicative, because where was she going to go when she was reliant on you? You know, she should just be lucky that you're not beating her and there's nothing she could do about it because the cops ain't coming to help her out, right? Like women had to do a lot of surviving type stuff. But the back end of that came with a softer man who disregarded all of the positives about masculinity, whether it was because he never received the teachings. Like I said, you had a father who was always at working that he didn't receive the teachings. So the only thing you got was to work, not how to relate to your woman or how to relate to other men in a way that's going to bring fulfillment to you in a sort of, hey, uh, if you put your head down and work, at some point a woman's just magically going to appear and you guys will get together. Uh, the dissatisfaction and the coupling of today's generation would say that that was not true. Or there just wasn't a dude there at all and you were raised by a woman. In fact, most of us are a generation of men who have been raised by women and I love my mom to death. Very strong woman, does a lot. But a woman is not a man and thusly cannot teach a man how to be a man, right? From Because she doesn't know. She doesn't have to deal with it. Like she's not interacting with the world from a masculine perspective. Even if some jobs are more masculine than feminine in nature, the sexual dynamics are different. The power play dynamics between men 
and men is different between men and women. And that's not something she's going to know because it's not something that she has to deal with. The general level of expectations are different. And you're only going to be able to get that type of information from another man. Now, we used to go through an initiatory sort of process. The entire story is detailed out in Iron John, where at about 10 or so, you would leave the, the ladies, your mother in this case, because in an old tribal sense, this is who you lived with. And you would go live with the older men for the period of time. And this is usually like much older men. Your father was probably off fighting a war somewhere. So we're talking grandpas, right? This is a, a big thing, in my opinion, that we've lost living in the nuclear family, as they call it, is that you don't have other people around. They say it takes a village to raise a child, right? But we're not living in villages. Most of us don't even know our neighbors or generally live near our relatives where you can get this type of shared responsibility of imparting values. So the, the boy would go to live with the men and in this time period he would be sort of initiated or brought into a new way of being what the expectations were for men in that society. And this also allowed for a questioning of values of things that you were taught or might have just taken on through the first seven years of life where you're just absorbing all the shit that your parents did that may not have been effective or true in an absolute sense the the brain does a lot of coloring of what events were or what's actually going to work because it's not about being happy it's about survival and even if your shitty habits bring upon you shitty circumstances you have survived those shitty circumstances and cognitive bias is tough to deal with you know people would rather keep doing the wrong thing than to admit that they were wrong and then change their behaviors towards something new. It's very applaudable whenever someone starts to act in a different manner because it takes true effort and the humility to say that you might have been wrong about a previous event. So in the Iron John story, and this is how it would have gone for the majority of men living at a certain time, at about 10 or so, let's say you leave your family, and if you were like a working class citizen you would probably take an apprenticeship somewhere and you would go live with a new mother a male mother and they would teach you what you needed to know some sort of skills so you could survive in society but also question those previous thought patterns that you may have had and if this was a good teacher there was always some spiritual component whether that is a belief in a god in the sky a communion with nature a way of being that connected man to the things around him so that we understand that we are a part of nature truly and not just something that dominates and controls it that there are ways of being that are generative positive a renewing right and you could use those same energies to destroy or pollute like there are multiple ways to do things and ideally you would choose the way that created the least amount of suffering for the greatest amount of people at this time you were generally also taught how to defend yourself um, and in touch with the warrior aspect which is really what most of us have lost most of us don't even get an initiatory experience 
so we just end up with a lot of grown boys. They don't exercise a mature version of the masculine archetypes or behaviors are stuck in some boy version of the mental archetypes that we covered in king, warrior, magician, lover. And you get a lot of good things out of the warrior energy, the ability to get things done, the ability to stand up for what you believe in, not just physically, but to be able to mentally spar with people. We don't see a lot with that either. Um, most of us just want to avoid the argument. Some people can't even listen to what the other person has to say. You just start defending yourself and... As a society, it's going to tear, tear each other apart. You can't have entire countries where both sides of the aisle, um, this is very America-specific, are refusing to talk to each other or at least try to understand where someone else is coming from. It's always, well, no, that's immediately wrong, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm not going to listen to anything that comes out of your mouth after this. There's very few things in the world, this is coming from somebody who loves black and white thinking, that are immediately right and other things that are immediately wrong. And if you were to take the time to listen and the other person is actually going to take the time to listen to what it is you're actually trying to accomplish, what the underlying emotion is behind whatever idea you may have, you may be able to come to a sort of synthesis that works for both parties. But I digress. So also from the warrior, you get a level of boldness of action taking that is going to be the only way that you're going to get what you want out of this lifetime. And then if we move over to the, the dating aspect where you combine the warrior and the lover together, dudes, if you have been having problems in relationships where you feel like you've been trying to show up as the masculine in the relationship, the sort of framer of the boundaries, right? I like the, the painter example. So the masculine is the paint frame. This is what I like. This is what we don't like. And the, the feminine is going to paint inside of that, create something beautiful inside of those boundaries where she is free to do so. If you've been showing up and being a true presence in a relationship and you wonder why she won't let you lead, if you didn't take the lead at the start of the relationship, she has been playing the masculine role. And now that you were in a relationship, you were trying to flip the script, right? And if a woman approached you and truly approached you, not the thing that they do where they sort of hover in around your general vicinity and wait for you to say something to them. I mean, like she approached you, hey, what's your name is? I find you whatever. At that point, you're playing the feminine role. And if you are like at your core as a person, like you feel more comfortable playing the masculine role. And then you try to play the masculine role when obviously the only woman who's ever going to approach you in a masculine way is more comfortable playing the masculine, whether she is that way or not is up for debate. But if she walked up to you like that, she probably is. Of course, those relationships are going to have problems. And even if she isn't, you know, masculine as a natural way of being, let's say that she is feminine as a natural way of being, she happened to approach you, which is super rare. If she continues to have to play the masculine role, then she's going to get bitchy, right? So you're going to feel like you're getting a lot of orders from her. Her attitudes may not always be great. And that's because she can't fall back and relax into the feminine because she is playing the boundary conditions role all the time. And that may be fine early on in a relationship 
where the hormones are just saying, let's make a baby, let's make a baby. Whether you do that or not is irrelevant, but that's what the brain state of two people who have met each other, the chemicals that go on, right? We cover this in the male brain, the female brain, and why divorces happen so much later on in life. But if that's where y'all are at, that may be enough, like the sex and the chemicals, emotions, because the human imperative is just to create more life. But eventually that's going to die out, and then she's going to want a partner that allows her to relax and feel like she hasn't she doesn't have to do everything doesn't have to make all the decisions all the time is not responsible 24 7 for the care guidance and nurturing in the relationship and that's where your relationship is going to fall apart it, it may not fall apart immediately but over time it will and i think that just plays out with what the fucking divorce rate is so the fix to this is to combine some of the old ways of being in the world, some of these old processes into our modern sensibilities and societies, right? To understand that what we need is more masculine acting in a proper way and not less. The more you feminize, and I don't mean feminize as in feminist, I mean feminist as make men like women, You'll have more and more dissatisfied women in relationships, more and more single mothers because life itself will continue to go on even if they hate all dudes because they do not act in a masculine way. They're still going to find some of them to have sex with. And the ones who are winning in the sexual aspect because they act like the masculinity that women are attracted to will have less and less of a reason to settle down. And this is how the masculine plays out in any fucking species where there's way more um, opportunity is that dudes are just less likely to settle down and commit because the imperatives for males and women are the opposite, right? Where like Genghis spread the seed across a large portion of the continent, you, a woman can only carry one baby at a time. So the more feminized you make men, ironically, the ones who sort of buck the trend are unable to maintain a level of masculinity that is sexually selective and attractive are going to be the ones who don't need to settle because why would you do that when you have a ton of options? It's just super rare, right? That's why Leo ain't doing shit, and it's why it took George Clooney a long time to do it. It's just not a thing that happens when you have hundreds upon thousands of women that you can choose from and even if you're an average guy if you've got your stuff together you can communicate in a way that is effective your life has a path you don't make your woman the center of your universe now she's important but you have a mission a career something that you were trying to do all that stuff is attractive you don't bend in the conversation if something is important to you because you think other people want to hear that, you have a life outside of her. Those dudes are going to be the ones who win. And if we were to create more men like that, it's going to be better for all parties involved. It just needs to be done in a way that is not aggressive or frankly angry towards women for blaming them or whatever for how we got to this point or why things look the way they do like you can have boundaries and only want to deal with a certain type of person while also not being a dick about it like people assume that because you have an opinion 
and you feel the need to express it that you have to do it in the most aggressive way possible. Sometimes if people say some shit that's so out of pocket, I don't even bother. It's like, all right, we're just going to find a nice way to roll out of this conversation, and I'm going to try to find someone who I can spend my time with who does share similar values in the relationship context or maybe in a long-term friendship context. Some people you need to keep tertiary, real-life relationships, connections to because let's say you work with this person and your life is easier if this person likes you, right? So like as men, we need to combine the old masculine strengths, the initiating boys into malehood with the understanding that women have options and stuff too and they're going to exercise those options in how to play the game on the sexual marketplace what we should be doing in terms of communicating with each other male groups either that, that are officially formed where you and a bunch of dudes go and work out and then maybe have some deeper conversations for those who want to participate but male groups where we can learn and grow from each other and get things off of our chests and sort of impart the culture, uh, please each other in a way that is not incumbent upon women to do it. And with that, I love you guys. Be good to each other. And I'll see you. Thank you for hanging out with me on the True Masculine Project. Please like, rate, and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at true, T-R-U-E-M-P underscore podcast. See you next time.